Thank you to Verb Energy for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up? Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like maple blueberry, coconut chai, salted peanut butter, and vanilla latte. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2021. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Verb Energy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Rogue and Reason. I'm your host, Laura Swan-Siegman. I'm glad to have you back for another episode and chat about all things life, business, and a badassery. We are officially in fall territory now. I know summer technically continues for a few more weeks, but in my head, I associate certain months with certain seasons, regardless of their official status or designation, and September is fall to me. I love fall. It's weather, back-to-school vibes, colors, smells, all of it. It's also the beginning of the end, though, that being winter. Cold, wind, snow. I know I'll be missing the hot, steamy summertime soon, but for now, I'm just going to revel in the anticipation of fall. This is also a reminder of how far into the year we actually are. And at this point, I often find myself evaluating whether or not I'm on track for everything I wanted to do this year. Historically, I always feel somewhat behind or lacking, and this year is no different. There are definitely a bunch of things I wanted to accomplish, try, visit, or otherwise tackle that haven't actually been done and are doubtful to get done before the end of the year. House projects, things I've wanted to build in my business, the kayak I never got around to using, let alone purchasing. Nothing that's going to ruin my life, but things I wanted to dig into nonetheless. We only have so many hours in the day and days in the week, and it's easy to blame these missed targets on the fact that we have to work so much, right? If only we had more time and more disposable income to make all of these things happen. And that's where today's conversation was birthed from. The idea of working less and earning more is mouthwatering, right? I can't name one single person that wakes up each day wanting to pull a 16-hour shift for something they don't love doing, and that doesn't pay them what they need or want. And I've done all that. I've juggled not one, two, or three, but four jobs before. I've worked those 16-hour days. I've barely made ends meet. I've done work that I didn't enjoy, only to come home, exhausted, do chores, eat, sleep, and repeat. Where's the life in there? That has been part of my motivation for building my own business, to give myself freedom and control over my time and money, to create a dynamic where I work to live, not live to work. And of course, I'm still a work in progress. As I mentioned, there are still a bunch of things that I couldn't find the time for. But for me, it's less about working too much and more about just being a dreamer and overachiever. My list of things I'd like to do is always 50 pages past realistic. I actually do work less than ever. I also make more than I ever have. 
You don't necessarily need to be your own boss and own a business to make this happen, though truthfully, that part does make it a bit easier to control. What I've focused on primarily, though, is A, dropping the societal expectations of what work and money look like, and B, following four strategies to help me remain aligned with my desired work, life, and money balance. And they all begin with the letter P. We've been trained to value currency, which is fine. Money helps us thrive. It allows us to live comfortably, experience life, help others, and plan for the future. We don't really grow up being taught the value of time, though. In fact, we are frequently pushed to be willing to trade it for the money we need and desire without a second thought. Rarely do I hear of meritorious raises in the workplace. Most often, they come with additional roles, responsibilities, and requests for your time as a condition of their offering. Want to make more? Well, you have to work more or get a second job. Want the freedom of your own business? Well, you have to put in longer days than everyone else so on and so on. But as we grow a bit older, we naturally begin to value time more. We learn that it isn't only money we need and desire, but mental sanity, connection, and space to do other things. We measure things not only with dollar signs and decimal points, but with years and opportunity. We want to grow old to a certain age. We crave more minutes being happy and less feeling stressed. We want to see our friends and family more. We wish for more time to work on things that we want to accomplish, not just have to. So does that mean we need to sacrifice one for the other? Or can we have both? Well, for the sole purpose of cutting to the chase, the answer is you can have both. You can work less and earn more. And this is how I've learned to do it. There are four P's to this model. Purpose productivity, passive income, and permissions. They are most effective when used in the order that I said them, and they can be revisited at any time. I often take my business schedules and goals through these frequently to make sure I'm on track for what I want out of my time and money. The first P is purpose. You have to know what your motivation is. What is the whole point of this less work, more money thing? Your intentions set your intensity, and your intensity determines the likelihood of you actually working less and earning more. So answer these. How would you feel if you were able to work less and earn more? Would you feel relieved, healthier, more generous? What? Don't just say happier. That is not putting in the work. That's generic as fuck and it isn't going deep enough. What are all the adjectives, describing words, and emotions that would be drummed up from spending less time working? From having your right amount in your bank account? Name them. By calling them out, you face them instead of keeping them at a safe, unreachable distance. What would you be able to do with more time and money? How would you put this new situation to use? Would you travel more, volunteer, create more memories with the people you care about? Would you pay off your house, buy a house, or continue your education? Envision it. 
Again, name it. Call it out and bring it to life. And what type of impact would reduced hours and increased income have on others in your life? Would they feel certain emotions having you around more? Would your lowered stress cause them less anxiety? Would they be better taken care of as your dependents? These things are your motivation, your purpose. Now you need strategy. Support for this episode also comes from Fiverr. With Fiverr, you can save time, money, and energy on things your business needs, but you don't have the time for or have any interest in doing. Do you think I edit my own podcast? Honey, no. I am not cut out to be a sound engineer. By outsourcing this weekly task to someone else, I significantly reduce my stress and free up my time to produce content I am passionate about and not dreading. Fiverr has a ton of other freelance services too. Virtual assistants, grant writers, you name it. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.loreswanseekman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my business resources. The second P on the list is productivity. I am 100% confident that you regularly waste time and miss out on money because of your poor productivity. You will get instant results with this one, if nothing else. When your process is shitty, the outcome will be as well. In this case, the less productive you are, the more you will have to work and the less you will easily earn. To start, cut the dead weight. Start axing things that don't work. Look at your products, services, and offerings and set aside the ones that don't sell often. Remove aspects of services that are overkill or not taken seriously in your business. Audit your calendar. Cut the unwanted meetings, cold calls, free discovery calls, and other open-ended things that aren't guarantees to you. Remove time sucks. Unsubscribe from junk emails instead of deleting them daily or overwhelming your inbox with a bunch of unread emails you know are just advertisements. Manually deleting them, trying to find the legitimate emails between the spam ones, literally takes time. It adds up. Choose your workflow. You don't have to work at the same pace, during the same hours, or in the same order as other people do things. And if you're not in the mood, not feeling it, move on and do something else. Frustration, lack of creativity, or unavailable resources that you need to do your job are also eating away at your time. For example, I ideally like to work on my podcast production on Tuesdays, but sometimes I get to Tuesday and I don't have shit to say. I'm like a pouty little kindergartner who just wants to flop on the floor out of unreasonable frustration because I just don't wanna. So you know what? Instead of spending three hours on three sentences because of the mere fact that I'm not in the mood, I transition. Thursday's tasks look a whole lot more fun to me for whatever reason, so I do those instead. Come Thursday, I'm in a better headspace and I knock out my podcast materials much more quickly and I end up saving myself literal hours. This is particularly useful if you classify yourself as a creative personality. Because if you are, you know exactly what I mean for needing to be in the mood for something. Here's a great one for productivity. Actually work when you're working. 
we all need to take a breather here and there, rest our eyes after staring at screens, or move around. But if you're allowing yourself to watch TV, scan social media, etc., the entire time you are working, you are not focused. And having one foot in, one foot out is making your workday a lot longer than it needs to be. And your work quality is also taking a hit, which doesn't attract those high-paying clients now, does it? Two of my past episodes will also help you in the productivity arena. Listen back to this year's Batch and Bach Like a Pro and last year's, which is one of my early episodes, Setting Up Systems for Your Life and Business. Grouping similar tasks and creating structure, patterns, and automations will make things easier. When things are easier, they are typically quicker. The next P word in this setup is passive profit. Developing a background way of making money with less work. Now, when I say passive, it's not entirely work-free. You complete a set of work upfront with the intention of not having to do it repeatedly. Though you do need to check in on it from time to time. But checking in on and doing in full are two very different things. And only one leads you to work less. The very first part of this is truly cutting debt. With continued debt, you are in an endless spiral of extra work and less money. You're constantly paying more than what you needed to in the first place due to that nice little thing called interest. If you can budget and chip away at this more quickly, the more you'll be able to keep in your pocket later. And the more you can stash away, the less you'll have to kill yourself working. The next part of this is creating multiple streams of passive income that pays you what you're worth. I'm going to repeat that for you. Multiple streams of passive income that pays you what you're worth. What types of things can you choose from? Well, there's affiliate programs, advertisements. You can market or sell ad spots in your podcasts, blogs, YouTube channels, or on social media. Create a passive product, such as an online course, some type of digital good, or a book. Invest in real estate or develop rental income. As a creative, perhaps you want to license your works or earn royalties in some way. And invest. Learn how to work with your money to make it grow over time without additional hours or management on your end. And these are all things that require initial work, but that can be monitored without a ton of time. They can be done in conjunction with a more active, day-to-day, hands-on job. Just always focus on multiple streams, and don't be afraid to charge what you are worth. The last and final P of all of this is permissions. You need permission to work less and earn more. Where do you get this? From yourself. Allowing yourself to work less and letting go of the mindset that you must work a certain number of hours per week to be working or successful is key. Give yourself permission and don't for a second feel guilty about it. Break your money mind blocks. Don't operate from a place of scarcity. You may be limiting how much you can earn based on your expectations of what you're capable of earning. Give yourself permission to make a shitload of money. And don't look for permission from others. 
you've already given it to yourself. People will question your methods or your approach. Let them. You don't owe them anything, and chances are their curiosity is misdirected into judgment on the mere fact that they haven't been able to accomplish what you're doing themselves, and they wish they could. Your ability to work less and earn more is within your control. We struggle with control in so many areas, mainly because we think we can't have it. It's unattainable for us. We can. It takes personal development, some finessing and creativity, and true motivation to grasp it, but it can be ours. Regardless of your current work schedule, your bank balance, tough times, or other circumstances, the opportunity to live an actual life and not devote it entirely to shit work for pennies is possible. It might not happen at the snap of your fingers or tomorrow, and my process might not be perfect for you, but taking the time to consider these four P's, as we've been calling them, or developing your own strategy will help you get there more easily and more quickly. So this week, I encourage you to take a few minutes to find your purpose, nail down your highest productivity, create passive profit ideas, and give yourself permission to have your cake and eat it too. And don't forget to go back and listen or re-listen to those other earlier episodes I mentioned for additional tips and tricks from yours truly. I am the trial and error queen over here, and I share my experiences with the hope that it helps some of you cut through some of the bullshit a bit faster. I got you, and I want you to succeed with whatever it is that you're doing, however you want to do it, and on whatever timeline. That's the whole premise behind this podcast and brand, being rogue and reasoned and redefining the definition of reckless. So I'll be back with you again next Monday for a brand new chat, and I will talk to you soon. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.